And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I've got Terry on with me today, and we're going to find out how Terry got himself to a place of retirement. Now, get this. Get this. You ready for this? Terry got it done in 17 months. It took him 17 months from when he became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited to get his life reorganized and to get himself to a place of retirement. And I know there are people like you out there that want to know how he did it. I'll be honest with you. I'm curious about it because I got it done in two years and it took me a little over two years. So when somebody blows my numbers out of the water... I get interested. I get very interested. Now, the other thing I want to talk to Terry about is I want to find out what it's like to be a CNC machinist professional, because that's what he did for a living. That's what he did for for many years. And then that's the job that he ultimately walked away from, because get this. He retired himself from that job. So with no further ado, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Terry onto the show. We're going to get inside of his mind, and we're going to find out how he got to a place of retirement in 17 months. Terry, welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. And in, in, is, is my math right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but is my math right? Did you get it done in 17 months? Well, yeah, it looks like I did. <laughs> you know, I, I never really thought of it that way, but uh, yeah, that's up. Uh, like uh, sometimes if I used to race motorcycles and every once in a while I'd have a really good I'd have a really good result and I'd say like I didn't even know I was that far out front (laughs) I was just paying attention to what I was doing so it's kind of like you check the box that's already in the distant past you know don't don't worry about it It doesn't matter anymore My, my life's already moving on to other things and I'm moving on with it that's kind of your attitude right yeah that's a great attitude um, yeah it's you know um Material things are not always all that important, you know, because uh, I can remember, like like I said, 17 months from when I joined. And um, then, you know, I had I had money, started getting money deployed. And I said, OK, good. I've got about as much capital that I can deploy for right now. And um, had more coming out, you know, as uh, later on is like due to timing for uh, withdrawals from qualified IRAs, you know, and income taxes. But um, that first day, you know, uh, I think it was Christmas Day, um, 2020, that we pulled out of a rainy RV park at night in Washington State and uh, started heading south and uh, spent a night, you know, just right about the Oregon-Washington border. And then the next day at a, uh, a truck stop in Northern California. And our first morning, we stayed at just a very low-end RV park for a night in uh, in Northern Cal. And I remember just getting up in the morning and uh, looking around at the RV and looking at the mountains and that and just saying, like, wow, this is the beginning of a whole new life. <laughs> I've just got, where am I going to be a year from now? And I said, I have no idea. That's that's amazing. So you were RVing around the country when you finally realized that you were actually retired and, and you got to enjoy God's beautiful 
creation while while the realization that you never had to go back to work again just cascaded over your body it truly did it truly did and that's where you know the most valuable thing that we can have is really the one we can't buy and that's our health you know and um it's so important to maintain that and just to uh have a positive a positive attitude surround yourself with good people and uh, you know to eat correctly too you know is uh been something that my my wife, who's very holistic, is really uh, really focuses on a lot more than I do. <laughs> so we're we're kind of getting into your lifestyle right now because I mean you're we've established that you're retired. There are certain things in your retired life that you you hold dear, like your health. I'm guessing another one is time. I mean, you got a hundred percent of your time back. So what do you, what do you do with all that available time, Terry? Oh well, well a typical day is you know I'll just. You know, I get up, I uh, take the dog out, um, do a series of calisthenics to get ready in the morning. Uh, then I go out and exercise the dog. And then I might decide, well, what am I going to do today? Am I going to, uh, you know, I might go in the winter. I, a lot of times I go skiing. And uh, I like to ski on the weekdays when there's uh, not as much traffic on the hill. And uh, other times I get out and I just ride my motorcycle around the mountains and that. And, um uh, try to, you know, look for unpaved roads to, uh, to explore and that logging roads are the most fun to ride on because they're, they're made for a big semi and they're not too technical, you know, but, um, and they got lots of bumps for that motorcycle, don't they? Um, yeah, well, the logging roads, not so much, you know, not so but, much. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's the water crossings that get you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you riding like a touring bike or are you riding like a, a, an off-road bike? What kind of bike do you have? It's a, it's a little dual, dual sport, about a 400 CC four stroke engine. It, it's good for me because I'm, I'm only five, six with a 30 inch inseam. And, uh, these new motorcycles are so tall that, um, you know, the bigger ones are just like, they're, they're difficult for me to ride. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about your career as a CNC machinist. So are you okay with getting into that? I'm, I'm kind of curious what that is all about. I mean, what what do you do as a CNC machinist? Oh, sure. I can tell you. Um, what you do is you uh, take a solid piece of metal and you, uh, and you cut it to specific dimensions that would be on a computer model or a blueprint and that. And... Um, so I was lucky that I was able to get into some very good positions, and uh, I was able to operate the machine, program it, uh, set it up, and run it. That sounds kind of easy. I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's more complex than just plugging a couple things in the computer and just turn it loose on a piece of metal. Um, yeah, but when I start talking about that, I tend to bore people. <laughs> I just say, oh, you're saving us. <laughs> oh, no, I appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. So, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you about what what is the stress level like? And and I and I like to ask this of my my various guests because especially when I find a career that I don't know much about and and I don't know what the stress level of being a CNC machinist might be. I mean, I I would think that if you're you're cutting a big piece of metal that you know, you get like 93% of the way done and you get the oops thing. Didn't you, don't you ultimately have to scrap that thing and start again? So there's a big cost waste there. Um, that, that can happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a stress level to it. Like I worked a lot of different places and, um, like, okay. Like one place I worked, we made servo actuators for, uh, for missiles and satellites. So, uh, there might be a thin 
or a uh, rocket motor that needs to shift and move in a specific direction very precisely. So there's a computer telling it where to go, and then there's the rocket motor, but there's a machine in between the computer and the rocket motor. My job was to make the components for that servo actuator, the machine between the computer and the rocket motor. So I'm thinking your, um, your tolerance levels are like nil. I mean, everything's got to be perfect. Oh, yeah, especially yeah, especially for something where you're making a device that maybe a fighter pilot is going to breathe through or an astronaut breathes through. The, the place where I apprenticed in uh, around Buffalo, New York, they the uh, the guys that trained me, they made the regulator that Neil Armstrong was breathing through when he walked on the moon. Now that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, do you want to hit just here quickly about my career, the elevator version of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm real curious how that, that actually works. Yeah. I went to a vocational high school and uh, had a teacher that was, like, truly brilliant. I didn't really realize just how brilliant. Um, still, I was long graduated. Um, worked at this aerospace company for about 17 years, then... Uh, in a mad dash just before I hit 40, I uh, left the country, went to Australia for a couple of years, and I worked for uh, a movie camera company, and I made components uh, for movie cameras. And, you know, taking apart a movie camera and making, you know, cutting into the body of that camera is, uh, there's a bit of pressure on that because, uh, you know, the, that camera offers tremendous potential as to how much money it can make for the company. Um Got fed up with Australia, decided to come back to the States, settled in uh, the Seattle area, ultimately ended up working for Boeing. And uh, the last job I did at Boeing was uh, I made the tools that Boeing used to make the airplanes with. Okay, so you're, let's, let's be very clear here. You're not some guy that bought a CNC machine off the Internet and installed it in his garage and is making spare parts for his buddy's cars. You're working on some pretty high, highly classified, very important material that if you do it wrong, people's lives are at risk. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty clear as to what you were doing. That is what I was doing. I, I did have a full CNC machine shop in my garage at one point, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally didn't know that, folks. I did not know that he had a CNC in his garage. I was just totally making that up, and lo and behold, it's true. So, so Terry, what were you making in your garage? Now I'm curious about that. Oh, um, I made a Tesla turbine. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Um, no. It was uh, Nikola Tesla. He, uh, he invented alternating current, but he had, like, I was kind of fascinated with one of the inventions he had. And so I started working on one of those and that, and it's just a, a bladeless turbine and that. And, um, I also just, uh, what would happen, I was starting to develop the business a bit in that, um, usually what would happen, somebody would pull, pull on my driveway and somebody said, um, a friend of mine recommended you. They said, uh, I've been to three guys now told me that this can't be done. And, uh, they said you could make anything. <laughs> so I said, um, "Oh, challenge accepted, huh?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the only guy I turned away was a guy that just sh he showed up. Uh, he wanted a component made, and I said, "Well, you know, I could start making that for you, but I said uh, I don't have a fourth axis on my mill. You know, it doesn't matter what that means." But um, I said, "But I'd have to charge you so much, and by the time I got done." 
you know, it'd be one day after you could have bought the part at the local part, car parts store. So, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so. Um, so let me let me surmise your entire career. You are brilliant at what you do. I mean, that's that's everything I just took out of everything you said. You you are you're the go to guy. You're the guy that Boeing went to. You're the guy that that guy that was looking for a car part went to. You're a brilliant man at doing machinery fabrication but here's the thing what about the retirement piece why why lifestyles unlimited why did you step away from doing cnc machining and start messing around with real estate oh well i'm uh i've got a bit of like what we call a talk radio dependence (laughs) that i love listening to talk radio and um i was driving home from boeing down highway 18 um and anyway, I started listening to uh, Dell's show, and um, I was kind of mixed about it at first. And then I started hearing the numbers and that. And I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I mean, I can do trigonometry with ease and that. And um, you know, I just said, like, gosh, this is making so much sense. I've really got to check into it. And uh, I heard about a seminar in Seattle on the radio, and uh, I went and I joined. <laughs> I signed up as a passive investor that that Sunday. So what was going on in your life that, that made you want to do that? Well, it was just a matter of I didn't want to work forever. The initial plan was I said, you know, it looks like I'm going to have to work until I'm 70, and uh, then I'll max out Social Security. And I said, uh, whatever lifestyle I can afford, uh, you know, that's what I have to do. And I said, I might end up uh, buying a single wide in a trailer park, you know, somewhere in an obscure part of the country where the real estate values are low and it'll be paid for, you know. And uh, joining Lifestyles Unlimited, uh, it's really made it so much different that right now I'm living in a house. I'm looking out my window at a mountain and uh, I'm 10 minutes from just uh, an Olympic class ski resort where they held the uh, the 2002 Olympics and the uh, the giant slalom event. That's where I go skiing in the morning. <laughs> Man, check it out. Now he's bragging. He's bragging. And I'm I'm just picking on you, Terry, because actually I can do the same thing, except I don't live next to a ski resort. We come back from the break. More from Terry. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. 
Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Terry, and together we are working on your financial freedom. And we're doing so by sharing Terry's story with you. Now, now some of you are, are you're a little concerned because we spent the first half of the show just kind of talking about retired stuff. But you have to understand something. I'm retired. Terry's retired. What do you think retired people talk about when they get together? Well, they tend to talk about retired stuff. But of course, I'm doing this radio show, so I'm supposed to bring in the real estate aspect. So before we bring in the real estate aspect, Terry, is there anybody at the, the Boeing organization that you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh, yeah. Just um, like you mentioned, you said I was like really at the top of my game. And I, I, guess, I guess I was, but I was surrounded by just an incredible crew of people. And, um, you know, when you think about the airplanes that we fly, that in the time we've been on this radio show, there's probably been a thousand takeoffs and landings that have happened. And we just, ex- we just expect that. We take it for granted that airplanes do that and they have this long life in that. And uh, there's so many wonderful people that work at, at these companies and just seeing to it that we have this great standard of living that just, you know, you get in your car and you can get 200,000 miles out of it and that, that America has the best quality control in the world. I mean, we wrote the book. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you 100%. After spending 27 years in the United States Army and working with a lot of that tech that guys like you helped design, yeah, there is a lot of quality control because, trust me, a lot of that stuff could have blown up in my hands, and it didn't. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. So I agree with you 100%. I mean, I I think America leads the world in a lot of areas, and that's one that we definitely lead the world in. Oh, you are, so you you know about the Hellfire missile, of course. Oh, I do. I do know about that little bad boy. Are you going to tell a little story about it? I made the components for the first first ones for the guidance system back in the 70s. That was, uh, I was now, I, I will tell you that in the 70s, I was still basically in junior high and high school. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to date you, Terry. I know that sounded rude. That sounded rude and crass, and I didn't mean to go there. I, I didn't get into the Army until 86, but we had the Hellfire missiles. The, here's the thing. They, they wouldn't let me play with them. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing, seeing the movies about uh, what it did, and um, that was just so incredible in the late 1970s that I said, "Man, this is like science fiction." I said, "They've got this. This missile go, goes up, acquires the uh, the laser dot on the target, and hits it within like a, a three inch radius." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh yeah. my god!" <laughs> yeah, and and you got to see the stuff we got now it makes that stuff like antiques because because yeah. they are antiques. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Terry, you're working at Boeing. You become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. What next? What did, what did you do? What did what? Lifestyles Unlimited do for you that, that changed the trajectory of your life? Oh, okay. Um, well, right after I joined and I had like a, uh, about an, an hour-long conversation with, uh, with, my, with my passive mentor, um, Terry Gilbert, and um, – I realized, I said, I've got a lot of education in front of me. And uh, so I had to spend quite a few hours, you know, sitting on my laptop, you know, taking the courses and that, and um, just learning how to recognize these investments and understand it and that. And um, that took some time. But after uh, after a few months, you know, then I started building up my uh, getting on the distribution list for the leads and that. And there seemed to be this time where I just said, like, am I ever going to get in a deal, you know, because I – 
was uh, building up the list, you know, getting, and I'm just like waiting for a deal I could get into. When I went to the events, people told me, said, Terry, don't worry. And pretty soon you're going to have more deals available than you have money. Trust me. And um, yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. You know, I, I got the same advice too, because I had the same experience. So it sounds like you and I both chose the same path to follow. I'm a passive investor in real estate. You're a passive investor in real estate. Why did you choose the passive investing? Now, I guess I ought to clarify for the audience. You and I, as passive investors, we don't go out and buy the real estate ourselves and, and own it and operate it all by ourselves. What we do is we invest with other Lifestyles Unlimited members that go out and do all that heavy lifting. And then our job is to go to the mailbox and get checks every quarter. Right, Terry? That's Yeah, that's, that's really what I wanted to do. And um, I suppose if I were 10 or 15 years younger, I considered doing, you know, single family rentals and that. But um, at this stage of the game, at 67, you know, I really want to get out there and just, you know, play and enjoy myself while I still can. And that, you know, because uh, I don't know if I, you know, I mentioned like, the, you know, the, the Mid-Atlantic BDR that I just wrote a few months ago and that. And uh, that was just one incredible experience. And um, these are routes that are mainly unpaved that tend to go from the south to the north. And the one I just did started at the south border of Virginia and finished at the north border of Pennsylvania. Matt, and uh, Now, you didn't walk that, did you? No, no, it was on a motorcycle. Okay. And uh, the hard part was, though, that we had the rain gear on every day. And the first three days were just like pelting rain, an absolute downpour and that. And uh, we were lucky we had good equipment, good rain gear, so we were, you know, fairly comfortable in that. But... Uh, Right around the third day, my buddy and I were both saying, you know, I'm really having trouble with my positive attitude here. <laughs> <laughs> the suck factor got a little bit heavy for him, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I just uh, one day got pretty pretty tough because uh, there was no washer or dryer at the uh, at the at the motel, and um, there was no restaurant on site either. So we said, look, before we got these wet clothes, we rode like 15 miles down the road got a place to eat and um then we got back to the hotel and just like got our clothes hung up and said well I hope they're dry by morning Matt and uh yeah it got it got a little better as we went along but uh those first three days were tough <laughs> so how many days was that entire trip is that like a week week long event or longer shorter it was it was about 10 days by the time it was all done yeah wow that's and, uh, that's that's some serious riding man yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was like um, just the route on its own is 1,100 miles, but you see every every day, like, you uh, you essentially leave the route, and you might go, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30 miles to the hotel you're staying at, and you're making that route back in the morning when you go to pick up route the next day. So it was, uh, you know, we're, we're up at 5 a.m. every morning, and, um, you know, you put your riding gear on, strap your uh, – you know, strap your luggage back on your soft luggage back on the bike, eat breakfast at the hotel, and then you're on the road by about uh, 7 o'clock every day. So, Terry, as, as you became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and you went through the education and you, you, you changed how you viewed real estate investing and you made the decision to become a passive investor, what was the first deal you got into? Oh, first deal I got into? Let's see. That would be... Um, 
That would be one that's in Houston. Um, I think it's a place called the Victorian. Um, I, I think it's it's going to be more of a capital gain deal on this one. That um, this first one is just it never really performed, uh, you know, great on distributions and that. But um, I would say it looks like it's positioned that um, it's probably going to sell sometime this year, and uh, we should we should walk away with, with a good profit from. That's that's our expectation. What do, you, what do you think the profit might be? What kind of rate of return are you projecting? Maybe 50%. Which is probably a lot better than what you probably received from your financial planner when you were doing that sort of... Were you doing that financial planner stuff when you worked for Boeing? Did you have that 401k and those those things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I was... Uh, yeah, I, I had one financial planner, and um, one day I asked him, I said, well, how much money have you made me? Because, you know, I was trying to recommend other people, and he says, well, how much money has he made you? And I, he tells me, well, I can't, really, I can't really figure that out for you, Terry. And I was like, no, no, I'm thinking if, if you were really knocking it out of the park for me, you know, we, we'd know it, and you'd, you'd be telling me. <laughs> yeah, that. exactly. And uh, I should mention I did have a deal. Um, it, uh, it was in Alabama. It uh, never really uh, performed well as far as distributions went, but the lead said, uh, you know, we're going to put this one on the market. And I got a a cash return of like uh, if you had distributions and the capital gain of about 72% on my original investment. That one closed out about a year ago. That, wow. So, uh, yeah. so 72% yeah. blended rate of return over a little over two and a half years. So I'm, I'm, I'm really liking these numbers. Do you have any others that maybe did better? Um, I'd say uh, I've got, got one lifestyles deal that's uh, performed very well and uh, started paying, you know, started paying distributions monthly. And at a return rate of about eight percent. What's that one positioned to do when they finally liquidate it? Is that one going to double your money, triple your money? What are they thinking? You know, that one's done so good. Nobody's been talking about selling it because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are happy with the the cash flow that's coming off this thing. I mean, eight percent. Yeah, you know what? You said something that that caught my attention, and I know that you were a full time RVer for for a couple of years, but then you yeah. had a grandchild, right? Yeah, and that was a game changer. We just wanted to be close to our grandson, so we uh, we le- signed a lease with a, on a townhouse uh, about thirty miles away from where uh, where our grandson and his father and mother live. We can go to see them in about half an hour. We're so glad we did the RV in that. But um, you know, watching a, watching a young life grow like that and being involved is just a very pleasing thing to do. That right there, what I just heard you say is the focus of your retirement. That grandchild is your world, is it not? In many ways, yes. Yes. Um, a lot of the decisions we make are all based on it. And anytime we talk about uh, where we're going to live next, um, like we talked about moving to a, uh, a secret little mountain lake, I'm not going to say the name of the place, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, 10 miles wide, 20 miles long, and uh, you know it's uh, 6,000 feet of elevation with a a little ski area real nearby. And we're saying, mm, we might be able to just rent a, rent a townhouse there. <laughs> you know? Well, there you go. Terry, yeah. what you've described on this show is the absolute freedom that comes from passive investing as a real estate investor. Did you, did you know you were making that point? I guess I had it directly, you know, and that's where I think of, uh, you know, so many people out there saying like, if you're on the fence about joining Lifestyles Unlimited, just, uh, this lifestyle is available to you if you want it, you know, and you got to have the courage to take it. And um, there'll be people telling you not to do it. And I would say ignore them. <laughs> you know, it's, um, Get out there and have a good time. You know, that's uh, 
there, there, there's so much there's so much to offer so much so much out there I agree, Terry. Hey, we're at the end of the show, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your retired life to spend a little time with me and share your retired life with everybody else. If you want to do what Terry's doing, you want to do what I'm doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.